This is the Tallahassee Business Podcast, bringing you engaging conversations with influential members of the community that you need to know. This episode is brought to you by The Health Network. The Health Network is an innovative advertising platform with more than 30 digital monitors and almost a dozen different medical waiting rooms throughout Tallahassee. With a diverse mix of medical practices, The Health Network provides advertisers unmatched visibility to a highly engaged audience while directly connecting with target consumers through static and video ads. To learn how your business can effectively reach over 60,000 patients and guests per month, visit THNAdvertising.com. Well, hello, everybody. This is Sue Dick with the Greater Tallahassee Chamber of Commerce. Excited to um, make a new introduction here in our community with Dave Sobush, who is the Director of Research for the Florida Chamber Foundation. Dave, thanks for joining us. My pleasure, Sue. Thanks for having me. Well, this is great. I mean, we always love meeting someone new that's in a new position that's as important as yours is, not only on a state level, but obviously because the Florida Chamber and the Florida uh, Chamber Foundation are right here in our backyard. Wonderful partners. And uh, I think it's exciting that this is a new role for you. So maybe um, tell us a little bit about you and how you found yourself in this role. Well, I appreciate that and uh, and agree that the partnership between the Florida Chamber and its foundation and, and the local chambers is really part of the magic uh, that, that's happening here in the state of Florida. And we certainly couldn't do the work that we do without you. So thank you, Sue, and to your team, and, and thank you for having me. Um, so Dave Sobush, uh, Director of Research at the Florida Chamber Foundation, and I guess I should say that's Dave Sobush, Certified Economic Developer. Mm-hmm. I've spent 20 years in the research and business development side of economic development, working for both public and private organizations uh, in the Tampa Bay area to increase economic competitiveness and prosperity. And I got a call out of the blue one day uh, from the 850. And uh, a few weeks later, I find myself as uh, you know, a, a worker at the Florida Chamber of Commerce and, and really couldn't be happier. Well, I think that's obviously a testament to you and your credentials and love the fact that there's economic development because I think the two intersect and it's so important. And maybe you know, for our listeners, again, as, as the Tallahassee Chamber, our goal is to bring forward great information, talk about the work that's being done, not only in our community, but how important it is in North Florida and the state as a whole. In your perspective, how is that unique as far as economic development side to research and how, again, it just coexist and intersect? Yeah, so uh, that's a great question. And the, the, the strictest or maybe the most popular definition of economic development is the recruitment of a big business to an area. And there's a lot of research that's involved in that, understanding who the best targets for a community might be based on your uh, relative strengths, the available buildings, availability of land, availability of workforce. But there's a larger and, and I think more appropriate, expansive view of the term economic development. And that is taking decisive and determined action to influence the outcomes for your community. And that's what I think we all want to do in, in all walks of life, whether it's our our personal life, our education, our own financial situation. Uh, we want to take the best steps of action to get the best outcomes we can. And that really is economic development. And it's a coordination of public and private partners to influence the economic competitiveness and prosperity of of a, an economy. And ultimately, that's 
it all boils down to the prosperity of individuals. That's, that's why you would have a job. That's why you will want businesses in an area to improve the quality of life and improve the personal prosperity of households and residents. Well, and I think that in itself is the reason two years ago, two and a half years ago, the Tallahassee Chamber embraced this community scorecard, which was the model being brought forward by the Florida Chamber Foundation. And, and it's, it really speaks to that. If you don't have data and information on your community, how do you know what you're working towards? And on that announcement, we also pointed to the year 2030 for the number of jobs that we needed in our community. And so as a chamber, that's really what we've been focusing on. But to your point, you know, the Florida scorecard, we have our community scorecard. It is about benchmarking. And you, you've done a great job of outlining three to four different ways of why that's so important. And maybe you can touch on that because I know our listeners, many of them know about the scorecard uh, because it's, again, it's the community scorecard. It's not the chamber scorecard. But from your perspective, why is that so important and, and why is it needed? Well, and, and thank you for that. And uh, be- before I get into the importance of benchmarking or the importance of acting on good benchmarking, I really can't thank the Tallahassee Chamber of Commerce enough for utilizing a community scorecard in the work you're doing and introducing that scorecard to your partners. That's exactly the sort of leadership that we need to see replicated throughout the state to make sure that people are doing the things that good benchmarking does. And so that's a good segue that I gave myself to talk about what are the important things of of benchmarking and and what turns it from just a nice, neat mathematical and web design exercise into something that changes the outcome for a community. And there's really four ways that good benchmarking and acting upon good benchmarking does that. And, And the first is just awareness and making sure that a community whether that is private citizens, private business leaders, civic leaders, and government officials that have their hands on the levers of policy are aware of what the real issues are. Because there's a lot of anecdotal information that we can see or observe or have made uh, observable to us. But a pile of anecdotes, as we say in the research business, does not equal data. And so we want to make sure that we're working with the real numbers and we really understand what's going on uh, across a variety of metrics that affect our competitiveness and our prosperity. The second important thing to be doing with benchmarking is using it to help understand where resources can be prioritized. Um, There's very few organizations or initiatives. Maybe the Manhattan Project was the only one to ever not suffer from a lack of resources, but when you have limited resources, you need to use them in the most effective ways possible. And so good benchmarking helps you understand where your resources of time, treasure, and talent can be most effective. The third is to use the data and the trends for advocacy to make sure that you are using good data to advocate for the change you want to see um, and advocate for the policies that are going to improve the outcomes from um, a competitiveness and prosperity standpoint. And then finally, and one of the, the best things about benchmarking uh, on a continuous basis, like you do through the community scorecard, like you through, do through the floridascorecard.org, is to measure your progress over time, progress towards the goals that you have for a community. And all of the metrics that you choose and all of the indicators that are part of that benchmarking 
reflect the values of what's important and they, they speak towards goals. And so again, you know, pointing towards 2030, uh, like we do with the Florida 2030 blueprint and like you do uh, here at the Greater Tallahassee Chamber of Commerce, it's important to have time delimited goals. Because if you say, I'm just going to, I'm going to drive to Atlanta and I'm going to get there when I get there. Uh, that's one thing, but, uh, I've got to drive to Atlanta to be there for my flight or the Guns N' Roses show or whatever you're trying to get to Atlanta for. Having a, a time definition for it is going to create a sense of urgency and a, a sense of importance. So it's important to have a, a time delineation towards the goals that you have for a community. Well, and I think that's what our board of directors has really pointed towards. And again, we took your lead and the research that was done on 2030 as really a monumental moment for our state. And we said, okay, that has to be the place for us as a community. And if you go to the Tallahassee Chamber website, you can see the community scorecard uh, that reflects on our kindergarten readiness, our third grade reading scores, number of jobs that have been created, all data and metrics that are really going to measure where we're going as a community to ensure that everyone can prosper and that jobs are created. And and that's the commitment of the board of directors and, and several individuals. United Way is doing it as well. And, and that's what we want. We want the community to embrace this. So thank you for, for the, the framework to get that done. Uh, you all also provide a lot of information to us and also layers by which we could go in and get even more specific within a certain area for our community via zip code or just other data points. And so we could not do that as a chamber, but for the Florida Chamber Foundation and the resources you bring forward. So thank you, Dave. And we're going to continue to use it. That is music to my ears. And, and I've got to admit, I've been on the job for 41 days, so I can't take all the credit uh, for for the creation of, of those products. But um, they're, they're in good hands with the research team at the Florida Chamber Foundation. And again, we couldn't be happier that they're being used and utilized for the change we want to see in our communities. Well, and you, while it's only 41 days, you've hit the ground running. Uh, so maybe highlighting um, an area that you're working on, which is workforce priority that's top for you. Maybe highlight that a little bit to our listeners and where we are with that. Yeah. Uh, workforce has become the currency of, of competitiveness and prosperity in communities over time. Um, years ago, it was the availability of land. It was uh, tax incentives. But now if you don't have the workforce, uh, you are no longer as attractive as you could be to both business relocations, as well as the retention of existing businesses. And so to that end, you know, we want to make sure at the Florida Chamber Foundation that we are doing what we can to secure Florida's future. And one of the things that we're looking at right now is making sure that we have a good understanding as a state. And this we is all of us, that we understand collectively uh, what the key credentials uh, are going to be and the, the key educational requirements for the jobs of the future. And largely that is to make sure that we are satisfying the needs of employers. Um, and so that is part of our workforce needs study 2.0, which is underway right now. There's a, a survey available and uh, we can make sure that if you get to flchamber.org that that will be available. Um, you know, and it is making sure that employers have the 
workforce and talent they need is what is going to keep our communities prosperous and successful. And that's why I really need to commend the Greater Tallahassee Chamber for their work with talent pipeline management. Um, as I have said a couple times, and as the lines on my face show, I've, I've been in this game for a while and seen workforce become a more critical uh, component of the community prosperity puzzle. And talent pipeline management is unlike any other uh, workforce initiative that I've seen. So I can't commend you enough, Sue, for you and your team undertaking uh, the work. And I know that it's a lot of work for you and the staff here at the chamber, but it's also a lot of work for the employers in your collaboratives. And so kudos to them for participating in, in that process. And uh, I know they're going to get the results that they want to see. Well, thanks, David. We, for our listeners that might not be aware, we have one in technology and we also have it in healthcare. And, and you are correct. It is, it's success comes from the employers that come to the table and, and they're able to communicate their needs. And then the providers, be it Leon County Schools, Lively, TCC, um, Career Source, Capital Region, then trying to match what is needed. And it is a pipeline. It's not for just now. It really is going to be for the future. So we have embraced that model and Corey Melton on our team is the lead on that, doing a phenomenal job. And I think one of the best things about the collaboratives and the industries that are participating in those collaboratives is they offer a variety of careers and career pathways across a variety of educational outcomes. This is not just jobs for master's graduates. This is jobs, uh, they, they all are going to require some training but they will likely um, lead to career pathways and good, sustainable, family-sustaining jobs uh, for the future. Right. And, and thank you for that, Dave. And, and there's just a lot of work still to be done. And we have a couple of events coming up actually this month that uh, our listeners can see on our website or in our newsletter that goes out on Wednesday. So more to come on that. Well, I, we're going to wrap here in a minute, but I have one last question for you. So trends are key curious everyone is watching the national news versus state news what are you seeing out there what are some of the things that you are kind of mulling through as you predict and where we're going in the future so one of the most interesting things that i've seen recently has been the uh, the difference in consumer sentiment uh, between residents of florida and residents of the nation as a whole and consumer sentiment, uh, for the listeners who don't know, it's, it's largely a measure of perception. It's a series of five questions that people are asked about their perceptions of their own uh, personal financial situation, that of the nation as a whole, uh, and also questions like, do you think this is a good time to make a durable goods purchase, like a washing machine or a car or something like that? And the national data comes out a couple weeks before the state data does for the same month. So we get the uh, May 2022 numbers for the nation before we get them for the state. And we saw recently that the national numbers plummet. And we were wondering, is this a sign of you know, decreased consumer sentiment in the state of Florida as well? Uh, but what we saw was a, a bounce up for the state of Florida for the same month. So as we said on our uh, Twitter page, uh, at Florida BTN, uh, Florida by the numbers. We said, Hey, when the, uh, United States zigged, Florida zagged. And I think that's a lot to do with a lot of the decisions and policies that came right out of here of Tallahassee over the last couple of years to keep the economy open 
and to uh, keep things moving in the right direction. Well, Dave, I, we'd love to have you back maybe in the next several months just to kind of keep this trend discussion going. So thank you so much. Your, your plate is very full and for making the time to come in. Any final comments for our Tallahassee community? Um, you've got a lovely community here. I work uh, out of uh, the, the center part of the state. And uh, some of uh, you know my uh, local neighbors you know, would say, oh, I, you have to go to Tallahassee again. I said, no, no, no. I get to go to Tallahassee. It's beautiful up here. Well, happy to have you relocated at any point when that time is, fits your uh, schedule. But Dave, thanks so much. Uh, really appreciate you coming in. My pleasure.